I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Alienos Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. No Marcus this week, unfortunately. On this Alienos Classic Edition. Yes. For those of you who have been around since the beginning, it used to just be the two of us. Mm. Yeah. We used to record in the same room, looking at one another on the same mic. Yep. And then, sadly, COVID-19 made it so we had to go into different areas. Also, I moved to a different state, but that's, you know, yeah. besides the point. Besides the point entirely, apparently. Um, Seth, I want to talk about a man that I've come to learn about recently, whose name is uh, Andrew Tate. Okay. A man who I have told you about several times on this podcast, Yes. Well, I've learned more about him recently. I thought he was just a guy, right, who made who said some dumb stuff in the past and was just kind of an internet uh, personality. But we now know he's probably a sex trafficker, which is fucked up, yep. obviously. Bad thing to be. In fact, I think uh, probably one of my least favorite jobs that you could have. Yeah, for sure. Is sex trafficker. Um, but apparently he's in prison in Romania right now. Yep. And he looks like shit. Um, his hair's starting to grow back. And turns out this guy's bald. Uh, he is bald by choice because it looks bad. With hair grown in, but he says he has he has a tumor. He says he has a benign, or sorry, cancerous tumor yes. that he has to leave the, the the jail for to get seen about. And there's been a lot of discussion about this man and what his fate should be. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, on, apparently, this guy has a huge audience. I guess of like teenage boys who listen to him or something. Yes, yes. Some of them pay that, him upwards of eight thousand dollars a month for his hustler university that he does. I'm sorry, you say eight thousand dollars a month? I did say that. What university? I think it's called Hustler University or something. He does basically. It's just a. It's it's essentially just like a Discord community you get into where all you do is talk about how cool Andrew Tate is and how bad women are, and that's kind of all you do. And this guy used to punch people for a living. That was his claim to fame. He was yes, he was incredibly bad at punching people for a living. So he had to go on to reality TV. And then he was kicked off reality TV for saying the N-word, and um, I think also saying a bunch of bad stuff about women. And now that's his, mostly his job is to say bad stuff about women, and also to sell their bodies for money and transactions as well, I guess. Um, that's kind of become his main thing. Man, what a life this guy's yeah. lived, huh? Yeah, he does a lot this of brain This is a guy people poisoning. look up to. Like, kids look up to this guy, apparently. Yeah, and there's some kids who look up to him who have become famous in their own right and are wor- like basically worse than he is because they're like basically imagine the people he creates and now right. they have kids who follow them as well um so yeah it's a pretty horrible cycle we're part of 
I used to think the worst that it could be were these kids that were obsessed with like Minecraft YouTubers and shit. But no, it can get worse. No, it has. It can get worse. It has gotten worse. We have found something worse. We the PewDiePie pipeline has gone so far that we are now here. I feel like PewDiePie was really just the start of it, wasn't he? I mean, yeah, really. That is, I mean, the PewDiePie pipeline is our actual term people use for the funneling really? that um, that young men have gone through on the internet of starting out with, oh, I like Minecraft to, oh, now I hate women and I'm probably a Nazi. Um, mm. because of the way that YouTube, like a lot of times people go from, like there's a, a straight line between like people who get recommended PewDiePie, then get recommended Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson, and then start getting recommended stuff like Andrew Tate. And it just keeps going down and down and down. Why can't we get a pipeline that goes the other way? And it's like, hey, you ever heard of Karl Marx? I mean, there is. I mean, there are. There's people, like, <laughs> ContraPoints is a good idea. Like those people, there's that side of YouTube where you start, you know, people like, ContraPoints and Hassan Abi maybe, and then you get to like FD Signifier, and then you get to people even below them who like just have like different thinkers. They're not as popular because they don't make flashy content about how subjugating women will make you cool in life. And that's, you know, a problem people try to t point out a lot. That's the thing, right? Because it's hard... Because on the left, our solutions to problems are difficult. They're not easy, yeah. right? Like, the right is like, treat women like shit. And, and that'll that'll make your life better. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, a, it's, that's an actionable item you can have on an yeah. individual basis, I think. Exactly. It doesn't make your life... Any, it makes your life actually worse in the end. Yes. But it is something... It's very hard for some socialist YouTuber to make some clickbait. Like, oh, if you do this thing, your life's going to be great. It's like... We don't really have. We we're kind of like you know life is rough. <laughs> we we want it to be better, but it's hard. Yeah, our solutions are like uh, talk to your neighbors and coworkers and build solidarity and you know form local you know yeah. organizations of people to do, build dual power. But at the end Much of the day, harder. the number one tenet that we all pass along is the hardest one: be normal. Right. Please be normal. And by that. Some people think that be normal means subscribe to traditionalist views no, and gender that's not what this like means. That. No, no, no. That's so far from what this means. This means literally right. don't be awful. Like, just be normal. Mm. The other day, I was getting my taxes done. And this, mm. I was like, hey, I'm here to get my taxes done. Like, okay, sit in the waiting room. I wait there. Lady comes in after me. And she's like, she's standing in line. And then she gets out there. She has much papers in her hand. So the girl behind the counter is like, oh, do you, are you here to drop something off? And, uh... She's like, no, I need to get my taxes done. Do you guys still do that here? We're at H&R Block. And she's like, she, and she's like, do you still do that here? And the girl's like, yes, we, we do people's taxes, but we, we're full on appointments today, so we'll have to um, find you a different, you know, H&R Block maybe in, in the same area you can go to. And the lady right then is just like, okay, I'll just I'll go to a different one. And she walks out, and then the girl's like, wait, I can help you. I can, like, call the other H&R Block in the area and see the appointments. And the lady was just so apprehensive the whole time. I'm like, this person's just trying to help you. Why are you being so abrasive and not normal? I can't even imagine a world where I didn't call ahead to H&R Block. I can't imagine a world where I would say to someone, do you still do that here oh, right. at H&R Block? Like, that is the first yeah. level of like, why would you say that? Like, obviously, you know the answer to that question. You're not asking it because you're genuinely curious. It was, I was so surprised. I I um, I just I was like just be normal. Just go to a place. They don't have appointments. Go somewhere else. Talk to them. Be nice. There's no reason for all this. It was it was strange. I feel like folks who do that have never had a service job in their lives. Yeah, or they they have and they're just shitty. <laughs> I guess that's just happening because you can't talk to customers that way. Exactly. 
I'm like, I feel like, I mean, maybe I'm just pat myself on the back here, but I feel like I try to be as nice to service workers as I possibly can be because I understand, like, sometimes I've had a bad experience with a person, but I really don't hold it against them because I'm like, they've probably had a shit day. Working in service sucks because people are yeah. awful. <laughs> like, it is, it's probably yeah. terrible for your mental health to work those kinds of jobs. I can't imagine it. So, yeah, just, just yeah. be nice. Yeah. Give them some benefit. We're backpacking ourselves here real fast. Yeah. I mean, I've had service workers be shitty to me, and I've always been very polite, but like you said, I don't know their struggle. It could, they could have been having a fucking really bad day, and you know what? I feel them. Exactly. You know? I've, I've been there. So, I'm just saying, I'm, I try to never, ever be a, a, an asshole to people um, in any kind of service position at all. Yeah. Because those jobs fucking suck. Yeah. So... Hats off to you guys. Yeah. And sorry that people are shitty sometimes. So back to Andrew Tate. Yeah, what, what, what you got? What's, what's up with Andrew Tate? Well, folks talking about, like, oh, you leftists are celebrating him being in prison. You're so happy that he's behind bars and stuff. What, what about your whole anti-prison beliefs and stuff like that? And, I, I mean, I'm first, I, for one, have no problem reconciling being anti-prison with also wanting to put a goddamn sex trafficker behind bars. I'm yeah. not an issue. I'm also me. anti-sex There's, trafficking. I want to, like... Yes. It's not, it's not like anti-prison means pro-all-crimes. Right. <laughs> that's, that's not what that means. There's also some things that people should be locked up for. I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, you can't just have somebody walking around who's literally been selling people into slavery... You can't do that. Like that's not gonna thing we're gonna forgive you for. You know, you can't rehabilitate that. Yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's a, I think people, most people who are anti-prison are like, we're probably the prison industrial complex has gone a little bit too far. Not so much that I think all criminals should be freed and there should be no more laws. <laughs> like, that's just not what I believe. It's like most things people are in prison for shouldn't be crimes. Like doing drugs should not be a crime. Yeah, obviously. I mean, most of that shit you, you can just let them go. They're yeah. not, they're not going to hurt anybody. It's fine. Some stuff though, obviously like murdering, raping, kidnapping, sex trafficking are things that we yeah. probably have to f- put you in a place for in time out. Yeah. Those <laughs> are on the list. About it. The list of things you shouldn't <laughs> do. I mean, as a person who's a, who's a, a kind of a fan of uh, old Mr. Stalin, uh, I would put you in a gulag for sure for certain crimes and sex trafficking is on that list of things you should probably go to work camp for. For a couple of years, yeah. If not, rest of your life. And so I also, and I don't, I'm not, I wouldn't do this to anybody else. But not until I find a credible doctor who diagnoses Andrew Tate with cancer, am I going to believe this cancer thing they're doing? Um, oh well, the Romanian translator report comes out and says that it's a benign tumor. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm like, I'm not believing this guy first. He is not give. He's not giving me any reason to say he's credible. So until a doctor that I trust says it, I think it is just him trying to get out of prison for a little while and probably do now, more so sex trafficking. What doctor trafficking. would you trust? Hmm? What doctor would you trust? Dr. J. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. <laughs> but it is funny because his, his lawyer's argument is that Romanian doctors are stupid and don't know what tumors look like. That's, and so I need a real doctor. Yeah. Imagine you're imprisoned in a country and you're like, by the way, everyone here is stupid. Okay. <laughs> They're all big dummies. Andrew Tate literally said, I saw this, that he moved to Romania because they are notoriously lax yes. on sex trafficking. He said crime. this. He said there's, and one of the ways he phrased it on one thing, he was like, certain things that, you know, you know, I'm not going to do anything illegal, but there's just certain things they don't 
poke their heads into whenever you're doing them. And I'm just like, hmm. and you, so you, you're saying you went to a country that's incredibly lax on these laws and you still got arrested. Hmm. What were you doing? <laughs> and I feel like saying, by the way, your country is bad at enforcing this kind of law is a great way for them to go. Hmm. hmm. Maybe he's right. We should look into this. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you shouldn't do that. I don't think. Yeah, I, I would say that's a it's a bad idea, and yeah, it's just it's funny. He's, a, he's he got arrested, and he's stupid, and I I wish he was a person who we didn't talk, who nobody talked about, but you know he yep. uh, he's somehow. And the weird thing is, he's supposedly been around for a long time, but I just heard about him last year, and then within mm. like six months, he's now like been arrested for sex trafficking. From what I heard about him to now. I'm like, who is this guy? What what is he? Where has he been? I'm glad I haven't heard of him, but goddamn, how is where has he been building this empire he's a part of? There's all these people who are just under the surface, you know, just just slowly skating along, doing their horrible shit, and then one day they just explode onto the sur- onto the surface when we see them. Yeah, and we're like, who the fuck is this guy? Why has he been doing this for ten years or some shit? And no one said anything till now. Like, I don't. It's weird. So yeah, the uh, Andrew Tate is a dumb, is a dumb motherfucker, and the more things I learn about him, the, the worse he seems like as a person. Yeah, and the one the one thing that is the funniest about him to me is he's he's the type of internet guy who refuses to lose an argument, and not because he's good at arguing, but because he will literally say anything if it helps him get out of the situation. This happened one time when he was debating with Hassan Abi, where Hassan was like. Okay, like they were trying to just establish like a baseline logic with this guy, and they were, he was like, "Okay, so you know, you understand that the Earth is round, but you've never seen it from space. Like you haven't been in space, but you understand the Earth is round." And then Andrew Tate just says, "No, actually, I have, I have gone out into orbit, and I've, I've seen the Earth is round myself." And like clearly, he hasn't. This is completely fabricated, but he just says it because he cannot be wrong. That's his whole worldview, yeah. and I was just like. As soon as somebody says that, you have to stop talking to them. There's no reason to continue a conversation if someone's just going to brazenly lie. The weird thing is, you don't even have to go to orbit. Just being in a plane. Where's the fucking horizon go? Yeah. Ask yourself that question, sir. You could easily say, yeah, I've seen the Earth's curvature. I've been in a plane. I've been in a plane personally. I didn't like it, but I saw <laughs> it. I proved to myself. Yeah, you were in a plane. Fuck that. I've been to the beach. I looked out of the, the ocean. I couldn't see Europe. I couldn't see Africa. It's true. Something Where, has to happen. How do flat earthers explain these things? I've never, I've never gone enough into flat earthing to understand. But they believe there's a thing called the haze that your eyes can't see beyond a certain point. And when you say, "How can you see the stars?" Those are, there aren't stars. There's a firmament above us. There's 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 a, a big uh, dome over the planet or over the the, the the flat circle, I guess. And that's what the stars are painted on. That's crazy. They, they basically they believe we live in like a fantasy novel. Yes, it's Discord. Like there's mists out there that you can't see anything past. That's very funny. Yeah. It's just fucked up. So yeah, um, just weird stuff. And you know what? Speaking of someone who can't lose an argument or, or refuses to lose an argument, there is, you know what? I won't say his name because he has proven himself to be incredibly litigious um, to people on the internet. This is what I'm talking about, actually. Uh, in in a, a certain space that I'm in, which is a, a tabletop role playing game, there's a guy who has gained infamy recently 
for uh, for years, he was kind of an abrasive personality. He was banned for a lot from a lot of online spaces. Um, he makes he makes RPG books. He he actually is a creator and an artist. Um, uh, if you could being generous about him, he has he has a, a, a painting in the MoMA, so he's he's gotten that far. He also is a, a, a fucking trust fund kid who has coasted off of his money for a very long time. He was very abrasive. Yeah. And then he, uh, his girlfriend came out and t- said to everyone, by the way, I've been in captivity for years. He's been raping me. This is, I've been in a horrible situation. My and God. I need to get out. And so that was the last nail in the coffin for him for a lot of people. He disappeared about a year or so. Recently came back. A woman who had uh, backed up his girlfriend's claims uh, revealed that she has been in court with him for the past year or so trying to fight off libel um, accusations from him. And we came out with his supposed sister saying, oh, he won. He won the suit. Look at this. Like, he's back now. You can all apologize to him. Put, get on your knees. Kiss his feet. He's cool now. And what you look at the actual court records is, no, he lost eight of the seven statements that she made. She all the other seven were proven to be true. The eighth one was not proven to be true. Wasn't proven to be a lie, just proven to not be true, which is different in lies of the law. And one of the things he was that was proven true was he forced me to have sex, even when I said I didn't want to. And also he I had sex with people I, I didn't want to because he told me to. My God. Right? These were proven by the court to be true statements that were made by this woman. And she has lost everything. A half a million dollars in court fees is what she has owed. And she still owes like $100,000 on that as well. And she is ruined financially for having to defend herself. Because Canada just has laws let you sue people like this. Just like Britain does. Like liable is easy to sue for over there. And so she's asking for money. And this, this asshole is coming out to say, oh, by the way, I was proven right. I won. When No. He did not, My obviously. God. And it's just a horrible situation to realize that if you, if you have enough money, you could just ruin someone's life. You just keep them in court for years and drain them of all their funds and trying to fight you. Yeah. And that sucks. It really is bad. Yeah. I see that happen a lot here. Like, there's a lot of times people will hold back or not do certain actions because they're like, oh, well, whoever has the most money is just going to win. Like, they can just bleed you dry and make you, you know, a wretch of the capitalist society so why do anything yeah it's sad to see i've got a bone to pick as well i've got a bone to pick with a person who i will name there's no way it's ever going to get to them i've bone to pick with one christopher rock stand-up comedian actor all-around funny man i want to preface this by saying i do think chris rock is a very funny guy I think that mm-hmm. actually really weirdly, I really like him as an actor. A lot of people don't. I think he's very good as an actor. He has had several very, very funny stand up comedy specials, but he had one, the first ever live comedy special on Netflix ever over the weekend. Basically ever since the whole Will Smith slapped him thing, everyone's been like, we've got to pour as much money as we can into getting this guy special, making it as big as possible. This past Saturday, they did a, a live Netflix special where, with a pre-show and a post-show, both that were like an hour long. So it's like a three-hour event for one guy telling jokes. And I had, I have to admit, I'm incredibly, incredibly disappointed with how it turned out. Because I'm, I'm going to preface this also by saying that I stopped watching it about 20 minutes in. Because Chris Rock despite being an incredibly funny man, has decided to go down the path of, 
Oh, people are, people are too woke now. You can't really make jokes anymore. The no whole the name of the special was Selective Outrage. And basically, his whole point was that people just they just get they just choose what they want to get mad over. You'll listen to Michael Jackson, but you won't listen to R. Kelly. They both did the same thing. Michael Jackson has better songs, which I completely agree with. I actually completely agree with that statement. And it was one of the funniest things that I actually heard him say. But after that, it was mostly like, oh, yeah, you know, cancel culture. People said this. People said that. And I I was getting really tired of it. It was just like a bunch of old man humor. Like, you can't say this. And then he did this incredibly stupid joke. And I just hate that this is a new trend among comedians like him and Dave Chappelle, where he was talking about, oh, yeah, you know, a couple years ago, you if you went to go buy a Kia, they would give you they would donate two hundred fifty dollars to your favorite charity. And he's like, but who? he's like, but that doesn't help me. If you want to help me, give me two hundred fifty dollars off the Kia. He's like, you want to know what happens anytime you buy a Tesla? Elon Musk gets his dick sucked. And then they were like and then he basically made this whole thing about how. Elon Musk is the man with the least cum in the world because he just is getting so many blowjobs because of how rich he is. And I'm like, Chris, why are you giving Elon Musk a blowjob right now? You are literally standing on a stage. Netflix has probably spent upwards of $100 million on this whole production on other specials from you. And you're trying to dick suck some other rich guy who probably doesn't give a fuck about you at all. And would easily disenfranchise you if he had the opportunity? What? Why are you doing this? What does this... What do you stand to gain from saying that Elon Musk is cool and gets his dick sucked so much he has no cum? Like, what? And that's when I was like, I'm, I can't. I can't watch this anymore. This is not funny. This is not interesting. This is not edgy. This is not cool. This is not comedy. The first point. In terms of banger tracks, Michael Jackson, of course, does win. Yeah. But R. Kelly has some fucking hits in there. Remix to Ignition is a is a career definer for sure. Right. People still listen to that shit. So all right, let's go ahead and yeah. say it. They ain't nobody rejecting him because over the shit. I have to listen to Do You Have Your Passport occasionally because it blows my fucking mind. <laughs> Do you have and your shots? He also made it work, which is the crazy That's the part. Crazy. That, right? that hook really works. But this whole thing about Elon Musk getting his dick sucked, first of all, he's not. He has the biggest divorced man energy I've seen in my entire life. Yeah. Did you see a tweet today about it was a woman hugging a bear and it was like, look at this machine that kills men. Here it is, picture of hugging a bear. And I'm like, wait, God wait, damn. What? Explain this again. A, a machine that a killed... A woman was hugging a bear. Hugging a bear. In the picture. Okay. And it said, here is a picture of a machine that kills men. Here it is hugging a bear. Oh, gotcha. Right. That is it, cringe. That's divorce uncle energy right there. And that's the thing is, Elon Musk is the cringiest person in the world. Mm. So why are you doing... Because, like, what I would say, if I was Chris Rock, and for some reason I'm doing this joke, I would say every time Elon Musk sells a Tesla, he gets his dick sucked. And every time he tweets, he gets negative one dick sucked. I would make it sound funny. I don't know how. And then you can balance it out, I guess. But... There's no reason to, like, try to pump up Elon Musk's ego. He already has a huge one, and he has money. And at the end of the day, he would absolutely crush someone like Chris Rock if he had to. He wouldn't give a fuck. Mm. And I guess Chris Rock thinks that's a good thing. So I don't know. And I was just like, why are we, why are we doing this? This, is, this isn't good comedy. 
I just really hate this whole bit of the older Gen X type comedians going on about like you can't say anything anymore, you can't make jokes anymore. It's just like, yeah, you can. No, we're saying you're there are right now. people making comedy specials still that are still funny. There's people who've adapted. There's comedians like Gerard Carmichael, who's the absolute best guy working in the game right now. And you can watch his specials and you can see a straight line between what Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle were doing in the 2000s to what he's doing today. But it works today because he's funny and he knows how to make. And it's not. And trust me, guys like Gerard Carmichael, they don't. There's no lack of edge to their humor. They're very edgy, but they just they don't say incredibly offensive stuff. They just say funny stuff and incisive stuff. But for some reason, and since you can't talk about trans people, which, first of all, I, I go watch old Dave Chappelle and Chris Fox specials. They weren't even talking about trans people back then. So why is it such a big deal? They can't do it now. I mean, you go back and you, you watch the two greatest comedians of all time, in my opinion, Richard Pryor and George Carlin. Yeah. When they, when they make any jokes about trans people, when, when it's become a topic that you, ha- you have got to make jokes about. Yeah. If we can't do it, we're not funny anymore. Yeah. To be fair, Richard Pryor did have a, a bit of a... a, a issue with anti-gay humor not as much as some of the guys who came after him weirdly enough but still That's a fair awesome. bit carlin has a bit of a past because that guy was just a like carlin could resurrect and make a special right now and it'd probably be just as of the times as yeah. anything else because the guy was just I'm crazy not, i'm not saying it was perfect yeah but what i'm saying is the acceptable targets have moved on you can you can choose to accept that or not and my honest opinion is if you wanted to not accept that, you could. You could. Yeah. Because you're still doing it right now. You're just thinly veiling it yeah. by saying, ooh, I can't say this. That's what's that bothering it, me. Is that, like I said, Chris Rock is getting paid upwards of $100 million for this special that's live. He could literally say whatever he wanted. There is right. no one at that moment who can tell him no. So right. why are you so concerned with you can't say this, you can't do this, when guys like him and Chappelle, hell, even Louis C.K. is making a big comeback. He won a Louis C.K. won a damn Grammy last year. Like people are just talking about like these guys are not disenfranchised. They're not silenced. No one is stopping them. There are other comedians, in my opinion, people who are better in the modern times. And there's you guys, but you're complaining about nothing. No one is stopping you. So it's just so stupid to me. These these huge huge millionaires are like, oh my, I'm being silenced. What's insane to me. Is that of those three guys, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, and Louis C.K., Louis C.K. is the guy who actually did something. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that like other guys was fine or whatever. He did something wrong. Like, he he did sexual yeah, crimes, basically, to people. Know, harassed. And, and he's coming back? Someone. Yeah. Are you shitting me? Like, I mean, sure, you, could, you can come back and rehabilitate. It takes longer than that. It takes longer than that, man. Oh, yeah. You can't just come back. It takes a lot longer. And this is... I, this is from someone who liked his comedy. I thought he was. I thought he was fantastic. I thought, I thought he was. His show was great. I thought he was the best comedian alive for a while. But I, I mean, I don't. I don't miss the guy. I don't sit here and ponder the fact that he's a sex criminal. Yeah. Take some time. So demonstrate growth. I know, and it's just weird that, like guys, guys like Chappelle, who were at the cutting edge of comedy for a while, like the Chappelle Show had some really, really good stuff, and the Chappelle Show wasn't always make wasn't always like. About trans people. This is the craziest thing to me is that they act like this is some big thing they're always joking about. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to also sit here and say there were no jokes about trans people. There were. Right, right, right. Yes. I'm not going to say there wasn't. There were whole movies that relied on jokes about trans people. Like, uh, dude, where's my car? Like huge yeah. 
and Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, people don't talk about as much. Oh my god! A lot of those movies relied on huge jokes about you know trans transgender people. Um, so I'm not gonna say it didn't exist, but I'm gonna say like you can go watch a bunch of Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle specials, and they weren't. It wasn't the crux of their comedy. They might have a joke here or there, but they had other jokes more about themselves and more about things they experienced that were really good jokes. So I'm not sure why all of a sudden they're concerned about this. And also, no one's silencing them. They're basically complaining about nothing. And it is frustrating for a viewer like me, who truly, truly loves comedy, to see that this is what it's become for a lot of the guys who used to be like great at it. Seth, do you think that Mrs. Doubtfire is transphobic? No. Me neither. I think Mrs. Doubtfire is very funny. Yeah. Like the joke is... Really, the, the the really think about it. The part of the movie that's problematic is the the husband ex husband lying to his, his yes. ex wife and his children are close to him. That's fucked up. Yeah. The most <laughs> the fucked up part of the movie is he decides it. to be British. That's the most <laughs> fucked up part. Truly, but the 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 Revolutionary War wasn't that long ago. Okay. <laughs> I mean. I'm just saying though. Yeah. The, the dress has one subplot. That's nothing. That's that's not even the fucked up part of that movie. It's still very funny. And don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's funny. Um, but the thing is, comedies are not are not role models. They're not supposed to base your life off of what you saw in a comedy movie. That's not exactly. Hey, normal people don't do that. Be normal. Exactly. Okay? Be normal. If you're doing Nobody something watched... that will be the plot of a movie, <laughs> go ahead. No, right. It's probably not normal. If, if you're doing something out of Ace Ventura, reconsider your life, okay? Yes. People don't do that. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just like, I mean, I don't understand. It's just one of those things where it's like, I don't understand how this is such a big issue for you. Is someone saying, hey, that joke's not funny. There's two reactions to that you can have. Either you can say, okay, that's fair. Sure, I'll reconsider. Or you can be like, fuck you, I don't care. And... But the thing is, you can just end it there with the fuck you, I don't care part, right? Keep making the joke. People say it's not funny. That's, hey, that's on you. Do you want to keep doing it or not? I don't care. Do you do you? There's an audience for it, I'm sure. Yeah. Who cares? I mean, you can still say it. No one's stopping you. No one's stopping you. Yeah. It's my. Th- it's like, and it goes back to the whole like J.K. Rowling thing. It's like, J.K. Rowling talks about how much she's being... Oh, people are silencing me because I don't believe in trans women and because they're not real women. And people are like, oh, like the video game just sold 12 million copies. People go to Harry Potter World. The books are still bestsellers. Like every year, the Harry Potter books still chart among the, the bestsellers. Literally, no one is silencing you. What are you so mad about? Obviously, you're a bad person and people call you out about it, but you're, you're not really being hurt by this. Why are you so upset about people telling you their own opinions? Like, isn't that. Isn't that just like kind of how it works? Like, are we supposed to give opinions to each other about stuff? But the thing is, they just don't want to hear any other opinion. They want to be right, told they're the right. Day, right. Back in the day, us peons could not speak to you directly through a thing called Twitter or the internet. And now that we can, they're like, oh, my shit's unpopular, actually. And now I feel bad about that. So yeah. you shut the fuck up. Exactly. I'm like, like, if you're so mad about it, you get offline. Like, right. we don't have to shut up. You can... You can excommunicate yourself. You don't have to be online. But you're gonna stop fucking yeah. posting, dude. But people it's are cool. still gonna. That's just how people work. Like, wasn't I, the Harry Potter game the most streamed Twitch game of all time? I think I had like the first, like the best, like day one numbers or something. So yeah, I have a hard time believing that she's being silenced or canceled or anything when that's still happening. You know. 
Oh, this is a great segue into a story that you brought up about VTubers. Oh, geez. And something that has been has been going on with uh with one that's near and dear to you. Oh. Yeah, my favorite VTuber, uh, uh, Amano Pikami, is uh, uh, half Japanese, half <clears throat> American VTuber. Um, I watched her for a long time. I think she's very funny. She's got a very just energetic, you know, bent to her. Very funny. Speaks in English a lot, and and just has great comedic timing and stuff. Well, she recently announced that she is going to be, as they call it, in VTubing for some reason that I don't really care for they call it graduating she's gonna be graduating um from her retiring basically from her job and this is after she took a month off because back in february she was like hey i want to stream harry potter game and people were like hey don't do that that will be fucked up you know we thought don't because you know jk Rowling's a piece of shit and all this kind of stuff and then she kind of like posted a thing or like oh i won't i'm sorry i just want to play games i didn't realize and it took a month off and they came back to announce i'm coming back for a month and then i'm quitting at the end of that month forever and people have decided that this is a case of harassment, that she was bullied off the internet by the woke trans mob who have come for Pikami for this simple fact of not of being Japanese, basically not knowing the discourse over Harry Potter. I should mention, a lot of Japanese YouTubers are playing Harry Potter and no one's saying shit to them because the language divide is such and such that who gives a fuck? Yeah. Point, right? I did get an email from the leftist mob newsletter saying to attack somebody mm-hmm. named Pikami. I, I didn't know who that was, yeah. so I didn't, I didn't do yeah. anything. But now I see. I see. I, I actually responded back with, hey, this is actually a bad idea, and they told me to go fuck myself. Oh, yeah, you replied um, all on the email, so I actually got that, yeah, I and I was like, what is, I, who is this person? And they publicly called me out and shamed me. They're coming to kill me, actually. I'm pretty sure <laughs> a couple hours here. Um, but so she's she people are now being like, dude, there was some insane shit on Twitter of, like, they had pictures of Pikami's face where half of it was, like, her wearing, like, Hitler mustache and hat saying never forget what they took from you and a picture of her like an AI generated picture by the way of her putting gasoline on a trans flag um stuff like this like saying all yeah yeah I people literally being like I'm a transphobe I'm a Nazi I love peak me I love VTubers fuck all trans people just saying it just okay. straight up saying it I thought that I thought that was yeah. just them roundabout just like a way of accusing her of being transphobic but they but they, what they were saying is I am transphobic this was in like, support of her okay yes this was in support, support of her, her. Under the premise that she is transphobic. Yes. Okay. Or just supporting her, like, in general, I guess. Yeah. Like, I'm a transphobe, but I don't support peeking me. Does she believe what I believe? Fuck no. I don't, I don't care. I have I have a cause. Gotcha. And then another VTuber at a certain point that I like also named Pomu just mentioned offhandedly that she had heard from peeking me months before, like a month before this, saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit, right? That came out. The owner of the company Pikmi works for came out saying, hey, this has been in the work for a couple of months now. We've been slowly getting there. It's a corporate thing of how slow it works. She said it herself, but they don't believe that. They're saying, oh, he's lying. The, go- the, 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 the company's lying. They're covering their asses. This is all just to appease the trans woke mob. And so it's just turned into a fucking giant shitstorm. And there are some VTubers who have come out on the wrong side of this thing, which has been very funny to see. Uh-oh. A few people have decided they want to go all in on being on the 4chan Nazi side of things. And that was fucked up to see. Yeah. And it's just, and it's several trans VTubers have quit over this because they kept getting harassment from people who are coming to their streams being like, fuck you, you did this or whatever, somehow. So it's just a it's just a big mess, dude, and it's all because all because of fucking Harry goddamn Potter and a fucking shitty looking video game. I'm sorry, it looks bad. 
No, it, the I, way I know that it's a bad game, once again, without having played it, is one, the eye test. I've watched my wife play it, and it is, mm. it just does not look fun in any way imaginable. And second of all, my wife is very, she's, it's very easy for her to get addicted to a video game and just not be able to put it down. She has a thing where she, every time she hits on the game, she does one mission and then she stops. She's like, I, mm. I can't do more than one mission at this game. I'm like, there's no way this game is good. There's no way. So that means anything to anybody. It just, that's the problem. So like, it, I wish at least it was, what if it was like an Elden Ring level great game? Like maybe then we could have this problem. But it's not a very, it just looks like a very boring game. So maybe we just don't die on this hill, you know? It's like you said last week, are the fucking conservatives going to die for, for Scott Adams, for Dilbert? Are they going to die for, for fucking J.K. Rowling? Is that who you want? Is that really what you're going to go for? Like, have some fucking class, dude. Yeah. But the thing is, I just hate the fact that all this hate, all this all these problems are happening because of a shitty video game from a, a fucking, honestly, substandard media property, which is not as good as everyone thinks it is. It's pretty fucking trash. It's the Hamilton of fantasy books. And just I, all this over nothing. Why? Yeah. Also, fuck J.K. Rowling for saying that Harry Potter isn't fantasy. Oh, Another yeah. thing I hate. She's that like, because she said, basically her premise is like, it needs to be considered like, as real literature but fantasy can never be considered real literature and i'm like okay those books are no offense like they're decent books especially if you read them at the age you were supposed to they're like great but they're not lord of the rings you know they're not like freaking, yeah they're not ursula k Le Guin style um Ooh. fantasy novels you know they're just they're good middle grade stuff this is me reaching up from the fantasy ghetto and dragging her ass back down into here with the sci-fi fantasy authors. You ain't getting away. Exactly. Nah, you live down here. And also, there's nothing wrong with being down here. That's the problem no. that she has in her mind. It's like, oh, you can't be considered literature. I'm like, no, there's plenty of, of great fantasy where C.S. Lewis or C.K. Le Guin, you know, the people who are considered real, like, real literature, whatever, whatever your definition of that is, who are also fantasy writers. That's just how it is. You think you're fucking John Updike? You're not. Also, he sucks. Yeah. So fuck off. Like, I don't know. It's just dumb. But I, the fantasy ghetto is a real thing. You mentioned something earlier, and I want to. I don't know if there's any examples of it yet. I want to know what it's like. What is VTuber graduation like? I just want someone quits. I know, but retire. what do they do after? Like, do you, have we had any they, details about one who um, retired? Well, there was graduated? one. Cur- Kiryu Coco was one of the first big examples, uh, which actually is kind of a fun situation because on a stream, she just mentioned that a certain number of her viewers were from Taiwan. Yeah, I remember we talked about the, this one. Yes. Yeah. The Chinese netizens lost their goddamn minds over this. I've said it before. I've said it again. I'll say it again. Chinese people, netizens, calm down. All right. If you think you own Taiwan, you don't have to fucking go to bat for it. We know. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Well, she had to graduate and she didn't get a whole send off. She just had to go. Like she had to get out immediately. She came back. Her name's Kason now. She streams under a whole new name. She works with V Shoujo. She's bigger and more successful than she ever was with Hollow Live. So she did okay. Some folks just come back under a different name. They have a new character they play. Some folks move on to do other, like, I guess, other jobs and stuff. Um, but it has happened, and some, it's just like, it, it, it occurs. It's like, it's like any kind of entertainer job, except that I think it doesn't have quite as long a tail yeah. as some people will do. But there are some actors, you know, who fucking drop off the map and they'll come back, you know, 10 years later or some shit. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? Yeah, I haven't had any people that I've followed online, like, ever, you know, stop doing it, really. Except for, I guess, people who maybe get canceled. I don't really followed any of those guys. Um, so I'm just not sure what that's like. 
Because I think like some of them, like the uber successful ones who have like millions of dollars, they'll probably get some kind of financial person to take care of their money and retire. But the ones who are like in the middle, like they make it like a little bit more or a little bit less than the average working household. I wonder, like, I do wonder what that's like. Like, what do you do? Because like you kind of skip a bunch of years. A lot of them skip a bunch of years where you're like normally working and building like a resume or yeah. whatever. So it's very interesting to see how that would go. Have you seen the JRPG discourse? Um, be more specific. The producer of Final Fantasy 16, which I should mention by the way, has also the guy who also makes Final Fantasy 14, which I love. Yeah, it's probably my favorite Final Fantasy game to be honest with you. After nine, <clears throat> who by the way has been like, we don't have black people in the game because it's in, it's in fantasy Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I heard about that. about that. Yes. He also said they don't they don't like the term JRPG because they feel like it puts them in a in, a, in a, the fantasy ghetto essentially, like away from regular RPGs or whatever. Yeah. And so there's been a lot of debate over this because when I was a kid growing up and I was playing video games in the nineties and two thousands, JRPG was how you said it was a good RPG. Yeah. Like Western RPGs kind of sucked shit until yeah. for a very long time. So JRPG was not a derogatory term for us. It was, it was like, Hey, this is a good game from Japan. Square made this or something. Right. But now they're saying it's a bad thing and it puts them in a fucking other category and they're going back, Seth, and they're revealing some, some segments from X-Play back in the day. Boy, howdy, Seth. Some things were said about video games that I did not expect. I, 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 give me some details. I remember watching this when I was a kid. I don't remember anything about it. I remember Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb were the hosts. Morgan Webb is the one that I saw saying, hey, we all know who will replace us. It'll be the Indians with all their kids or the Chinese with all their kids. But one person who won't replace us are the Japanese because this game sucks and it's from Japan. And I was like, whoa, Morgan Webb, pump the fucking brakes. What are we doing? Um, she has not said anything about this, but, but Adam Sessler has already come out. Oh, man, Seth, Adam Sessler has shown his whole ass coming out and being like, well, 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 the woke mob has finally come for old Adam Sessler. It's time to just step up there and be like, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, I knew this day would come. Which is weird because he's like, he's kind of on the new, um, the new G4 thing. Which I think he's getting shut down too. Well, he's yeah. kind of the head of it. You think maybe he'd want to be um, a little more judicious about this. Well, he is not. He is like, I knew I knew one day you'd come for me over some old shit I said. Um, but dude, I watched some clips of them doing like horrifically racist uh, Japanese like accents, uh, like with like character cutouts and shit. It was rough, dude. I was like, what the fuck yeah. is happening? I'll have to watch this. I, I found the clip. I watched it after the we record because that sounds yeah. crazy. I mean, I remember G four and like having like X play and Attack of the Show both having some pretty weird segments. Even when I was a kid, I was like, I don't know if this is okay. Um, but I don't remember anything any specific. So I'm sure that that there's probably a gold mine of old G four content oh. of them just being horrible. But people don't understand. They don't understand that the culture difference between now and back then is so fucking vast. Yeah, it's insanely different. I'm not. I'm we not trying to apologize is. for our past in any no. way. But I'm saying it mm. is crazy how different it is. Things have changed so fast 
so fucking in such a short amount of time. It's crazy. Like, what? Moving the 50s has racism or whatever? Yeah, you get it. It was the 50s, yes. And we got over that eventually. Not all the way. We got over most of it, right? We can't do explicit racism anymore for the most part. But things have changed so quickly in the past, like, 20 years. In my lifetime, the things you were... I don't want to say allowed to say, but we found acceptable to say back in the day. Yeah. Are don't fly. Things anymore. that no one will question you for saying at one point are right. much different now. When I was in school, you could just drop the F slur and the teachers wouldn't even stop you. Like you could just say that and it was okay. Yeah. Nowadays, of course you can't obviously for it's better for that. Yeah. It's good. That's a good thing. That's progress. But it's crazy to think how quickly that changed. Yeah, I mean, he caught people calling this stuff gay was like right huge for a long time. I mean, a very a, a shockingly long time, and it, but it changed relatively quickly, and things have just gone from there. I think we are much better off now, but things are things were different back then, and I'm not once again not going to apologize for it. I'm not trying to say that it was good or it was it was okay, but yes, I do agree with you that things have changed. A lot. You can go watch any mid-2000s comedy and you will see shit in those movies that it would blow your mind today yeah. that they were allowed to do. That's why there are a select few of them. People always say, like, oh, this one aged well. Like, Superbad is a great example of a movie that mm. pretty much bucks a lot of the offensive stereotypes that comedies at the time did. And it's just, to this day, still a pretty funny movie. Um, yeah. But you pick up... Any on a dartboard, you pick out any of those other ones. Like I mean, like Wedding Crashers has like like a male rape plot line in it, yep. and it's like supposed to be okay. And it's like you go to any of those movies, and it's crazy the stuff that you, that you used to do. Um, yeah, like one thing Superbad did innovative was when their characters said gross, sexist stuff. They were teenage boys, and they were the joke. Yeah, they were the butt of the joke of those things. Yes. like that's the difference. And right? when there were there were people who were intoxicated beyond the levels of being able to give consent, they just backed off. They were like, "Okay, you can't do this, so let's just hang out instead and not do make this weird and sexual." Um, no, I was saying it was perfect. It's but not it perfect. Was yeah. a lot of things on time. It was uh, clearly a lot better. So yeah, I just. It's just one of those things where kids today, oh my God, I'm so fucking old. I know. Kids today, these Zoomers on TikTok do not understand the times we lived in. I saw the other day saying, Call Me By Your Name is a movie that endorses pedophilia and stuff like that. And somebody was like, well, yeah, it's a Woody Allen movie. And the person was like, I know, I know. Okay, gotcha. They were, they were, they were joking. Okay. And the Zoomer was like, who the fuck is Woody Allen? And it's yeah. like, you gotta have some context, bro, before you come into this conversation about pedophilia in movies, especially. We've gotten to the point where there's Zoomers now who haven't seen Finding Nemo. Like, that was oh, just not God. a foundational movie for them. And I'm like, oh. Did we talk about the Zoomers who want to bring back the Hayes Code? No. The ones who are, like, praising actors who won't do sex scenes in movies because they're married or whatever? No, I've not heard like about Neil McDonough. This. I know there's They're Neil like, McDonough, I'm, and there's that guy from that Netflix show. You, yes, that's what I'm talking about. That guy specifically, they were like, "Man, he's so cool. We're not doing sex scenes because he's married. That's such a cool guy. I'm so happy about that, or whatever." And they're like, and then it went from that to we shouldn't have sex scenes in movies. There shouldn't be any sex in movies. That's that's pornography, basically. And I'm like, okay, cool. Back to the Hayes Code, I guess. Those, those days were great, right? Yeah, I'm like, 
And it doesn't. It's art supposed to reflect life, you know. So I saw one one fucking kid Seth saying that sex scenes in movies are bad because we're watching people have sex without their consent. What do they? They think actors are being filmed. <laughs> they think movies are just like guerrilla productions. You think it's all it's all Bowfinger out here? Is that what you think is what's going on? We're, we're just we're just yeah. filming you in your real life, saying it's a movie. No, I was like, my mind was blown by this argument. And they're like, they're like, sex scenes make me uncomfortable. Fair argument, sure, okay, that's fine. But that doesn't limit the whole genre of things. Yeah, or the entire enterprise. It's so stupid to me. Like, yeah, what are you doing because there's a big. There's a a big argument that I'm kind of on the side of of like there's not enough sex in movies. I think there's a lot of movies yeah. that kind of just detach sex from life in a really jarring way. I think it happens in a lot of movies these days. Um, and the, whenever we presented this argument um, in one of the communities that I, I follow, somebody was like, "Okay, well I'm asexual, and I think movies are too sexual, and it's weird to me that you guys want them to be like that." And I'm like, I can understand that perspective. I can understand that if you're a person who doesn't have sexual urges, then maybe there is too much sex in movies for you. But also, at the end of the day, people who make movies and are in movies have an insanely amount, an insanely diverse amount of um, backgrounds, and a lot of them are going to involve wanting to have sex, and mm. that's that's part of life. I mean, if you if you if we truly didn't have any sex scenes in movies, it would just it would be where is this insanely important part of everyone's life or not everyone, but mo- like a lot of people. Um, and it would just, it just feels so weird to me that people are like wanting to completely get rid of that. And I think the, the, the Disney and Marvelification of our culture landscape has kind of created that. And it's just weird to me. What's that article we, we read one time that was so good about this? It was like, everyone's beautiful. No, one's everyone's horny. hot. No one's, no one's horny. Right. Which hit me on the head, really, basically, about this, this whole concept. And I just feel like, I mean, I have no problem, of course, with asexual people. That's a perfectly yeah. valid way to live your life. But you also have to acknowledge that most people on the planet fall within a certain you know, you know range of sexual activity they engage in. And that's going to be a part of most people's lives. And therefore, it will be reflected in art. You know, you can't get around that. Love and sex are things that people just engage in, and it's a part of what we do. You can't you can't remove that, and it's so weird to see this like purification process where we can't even acknowledge that it happens in certain cases. Yeah, and it's just a weird thing. I know. Sex was, the, I just think it, there, I just think it's so weird. There's a lot of things you can criticize movies for when it comes to sex scenes. Like obviously, a lot to answer for in terms of making it unrealistic. But movies are unrealistic, clearly. Yeah. I would rather you level that at porn. Porn is unrealistic in a bad way, I think, in a lot of cases, which gives, especially young men, bad ideas about what sex is and will be and how to treat women. It's a horrible yeah. influence on young men. Exactly. Go there first, I think. I think if the argument is like, oh, we should make sex scenes safer for everyone involved and a little more realistic, I'm fine with that stuff. But yeah. trying to take that out of movies... Is like saying, "Oh, we're also we're never also never gonna have any more chase scenes in movies ever again. It's never gonna be a chase in a movie ever again." Um, so have fun. And I'm like, "What? And why would you take that out?" 
No more, no more shootouts. Yeah. When I say realistic, what I mean is it's always a little too perfect in movies. Yeah. yeah there's never any like, awkwardness. Nobody's no ever like, oh, fuck. Right. There's no cleanup. You don't ever see the Jesus getting cleaned up. Yeah. That's, that's never there. So I'm just saying, you know, something like that. You know, give me a give me a, a funny scene where someone fucking misses the hole or something, you know, or fucking their condom breaks or whatever. Like, ah, fuck, I gotta find their condom now. You know, something like that. But yeah, I'm just saying that's so weird that people are so or want want to bring back the days where you couldn't even have an on screen kiss. That's so fucking bizarre yeah. to me. And also, if you're an actor who's like, I'm not gonna have sex on screen anymore because of my relationship, that's entirely your choice. I mm-hmm. if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But um, insisting on it in the projects you're a part of is weird. Mm. If that's going to be your personal code, you should impose that on yourself only and no one else. Because what I heard about the guy from you is like, because he's he is like incredibly important to the production. Apparently he made it a rule. He was like, I want to cut down on all the sex scenes because I'm married and I don't want this anymore. And they have to make this guy happy because he's apparently the, the people who are fans of the show are just rabid for this guy. So it has to do what he says. I'm like, don't do that. I'm like, you go ahead and understand you're restricting yourself to a certain kind of role and a certain, you know, certain style of movie or character in your life. And you have to accept that. And if you that's that's your choice, but don't try and impose that on anybody else or any other set that you're a part of. That's that's not on them. Movies are movies and scripts should be written without, you know, cowtailing to to actors. Here's my argument though. You're a fucking actor. That's true. It's not fucking real. If it's real to you, that's your problem. You are not apparently can't act. I guess. Yeah, that's my thing. Is I, I do think that 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 mentality is a bit deeper rooted in something else in your in their head, which I probably am not qualified to talk about. But that's my thing. Is first of all, that's weird to me. If you're an actor and you have that that thing in your head, um, but if you're gonna have it. Keep it to yourself, and you can choose the projects you work on. You can tell your agent that, and they can find stuff for you. Don't try and be all weird about it on set once you're there, you know? Right. It's just like, I don't understand this mentality of, I, I, you, if, if we can get fucking Leonardo DiCaprio to say the N-word all the goddamn day long, you can't drop your fucking trousers and pretend to have sex? Fuck you. No, 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 no. If you can't kiss somebody? You you use the worst example. The example should be we got Leonardo DiCaprio to be married to a 40-year-old woman in a movie. <laughs> oh, so don't look up. Is, yeah, is don't look up. Realistic depiction. Yes. I would I would hope. I would hope, <laughs> Seth, that both those things are unrealistic Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I'm not sure how racist he is. I would hope though that both those things are overvoted for that man. Um but yes, good point. Um I just think it's stupid. Fucking act. If you can't act, I don't know what to tell you, man. If you can't draw a line between yourself and the character, do you think that when you play a villain, you're a bad guy in real life? Is that is that somehow... When you're fucking murdering people on screen or something, is that the same? I don't understand this mentality at yeah. all. Like that's, that should be your rule. Like, Because now I'm going to find those actors. And anything else you do on screen, I'm going to know you're completely okay with in real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that guy kill people in that show? Yeah, he tons. Or a stalker? I've saw, yeah. I haven't seen the show, but I've seen those videos of like his body count for each season. So he's got to be killing a bunch of people. And not the fun kind of body yeah. count. Yeah. And Neil McDonough does freaking PCP and Justified. So, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, I I only took a couple acting classes in 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 uh, high school when I was in the theater class, yeah. and I, I I played the shit out of Belle's dad, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, and you did all the simulated sex on, perfectly in that role, by the way. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, me and that fucking that candelabra got it on so many times. <laughs> it was great. But the, the thing I learned, like, day one of class one was, you are not your character. You are you and your character is the character. So, he needs to go back, I think. Uh, imagine the high school kid who had to, like, snap out of being the candelabra. They're like, Whoa, <laughs> wait a minute, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so we're coming up on the end here. Yeah. Um... So let's talk about what are you what have you been doing? What's your what's your current thing? Oh, it's hardcore reading uh, the Lost Metal by Brandon Sanderson. Which I just finished, nice. and it's a decent book. If you like, okay. if you if you read the six other Mistborn books, you might as well give this one a try. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's decent. So I'm looking for the next book I'm going to read. Haven't quite decided. I have a I have a huge stack of books that I can read whenever I want, but obviously it's hard to make a decision. I'm doing that, mm. and then just got done. I rewatched uh, the the Legend of Korra, the Avatar show. It's an interesting show. It's parts of it are really really bad, and parts of it are actually pretty good. So it it's weird, but you know, not not terrible by any means. I think I'm gonna start watching uh, Poker Face finally. I haven't watched oh, yeah. it yet. The new Ryan Johnson show. I gotta get a gotta get a Peacock subscription for that cause for whatever reason. So yeah, that's all I've been doing. How about you? Okay. You know, man, been playing uh, Death Stranding still and getting close think, to finishing that game up. And other than that, I have just been reading a lot of role-playing game uh, books in preparation for a campaign. Um, I'm reading one right now called The Monster Overhaul, which is an amazing book. It is a bestiary uh, to use for like old school role playing games, and it has to be probably one of the most high quality books I've ever seen. In terms of, you can just open this bad boy with any page, and it gives you a whole monster, and you can do things with it because it just gives you everything. It has tables of things it can do, adventure hooks, plot hooks, things that can be done with its body and stuff, and its behaviors, its mannerisms. It's an incredible book, and I cannot believe the the quality of this of this this fucking thing. Um, nice. I'm not being paid to say this, by the way. I don't think the author has enough money to uh, pay me to say things about this book. It's just a good book. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Monster Overhaul. If you're in OSR games or just RPGs in general, and you want a good book of monsters, the Monster Overhaul fucking rules. And it's expensive, but it's worth every dollar of that thirty dollars. It's an incredible uh, PDF for me, anyways. Nice. But yeah, man, that's been pretty much it for me. So is that a podcast? Hey, that's it. All right, well, <clears throat> I am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. With Seth, you know, things that are right about movies, television, and everything else on indistinct-chatter.io. Our art was done by Marcus Barkley. You can find him on Instagram at Mr. Beaches. He also, he also streams on Twitch at MRCBeaches underscore gaming, I think now is the new... Something like that. The new title. Uh, me and him just finished up RE5. Had a great time. To go, go check out him playing. I think he's currently playing Breath of the Wild and also, oh fuck, he was streaming something else too. Yeah, he was playing whatever the, that new game that came out is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not, the, not the Harry not Potter. Not Harry Potter. Game, a different new game. Um, our theme song was done by Ben Powell. Um, you can find him on Twitch at the Ben Powell. He's been playing lots of stuff recently. He's gotten back into playing Elden Ring, so uh, check it out. You can lead a horse or water, but you cannot make it under it. Fuck Chris Rock.
Um, we have stopped trying to solve our problems. We're trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York, that's the podcast, baby. We're out. Ouch.